I met him for the first time yesterday uh, over breakfast and fellowship. It's always good to meet somebody over breakfast. And uh, But I don't know him too well, but we have someone here that knows him real well. And uh, Pastor Larry Graham, would you please come and uh, introduce him for us? Thank you. Praise the Lord. How many of you glad you're in the house of the Lord today? I used to ask people, say, when I couldn't get a response, I would say, how many of you glad you're in the house of the Lord instead of the best hospital in town? But uh, it's good to be with you. But the first thing I want to say is uh, thank you to, uh, to Pastor uh, Goodluck and Angela for the opportunity that they uh, have offered to Pastor David. I said I wasn't going to do this. Um, I'm going to make this short. Um, we got the opportunity. We have a ministry. Some of you know some of you don't call Broken Clay Ministries. My wife and I started about five years ago. And uh, I, uh, we have a website. And we had gone to Kenya to do some um, leadership training and widow conferences over there. And we decided that we wanted to do crusades also when we went. But we hadn't put it on our website. Pastor David somehow found us on the web. And invited us before he even knew about the things to come and to do a leadership conference and a a crusade in the slums of Kampala. And um, so naturally we knew that that was a divine appointment right off the bat just to be able to find us. And so things worked out for us to go there. We held a leadership conference there with him and uh, held the crusades in the slums of, of Kampala and got to meet Pastor David and see his heart. And here's a man who lives in the Wabagalu uh, slum area, and his heart is for the children and for the people in the slums of Kampala. He lives there among them, and he's a, he has a heart for these people and kids. He, he established the church, Set Free Church, in, in Kampala, Uganda, and then later on, through much struggle, started a, a primary, new primary school for kids three years old up through the, the junior high age bracket uh, for schooling. And it was to be able to give these kids an opportunity because over there they just don't have free education. And so they couldn't pay. And so the church took on that obligation to be able to try to help them. And you're supposed to be able to feed them, but they were unable to feed them. And when my wife and I were there, David never asked for a cent, never asked us, even mentioned it to us. But God laid on our heart to start a feeding program. And it started out with 150 kids, but by the time we got there, it had grown to 325 kids. And we're, through God's grace and His provision, we've been able to feed these 325 children two meals a day for the, oh, this January would be for two years. And it's through the faithfulness of people. God be the glory. God be the glory. But anyway, we've learned uh, very much to appreciate uh, David. We call him our son. Uh, we told him this morning at breakfast, we said, well... You're really more than a spiritual son because we've been calling you our spiritual son. But I said, he says, yes, but I know where your living room is. I know where the TV is. I know where the bathroom is. I'm part of your home now. I said, yes, now you're one of our sons. You slept in the bed where my real son slept, okay? So uh, he, he's, he's, he's one of us. But we, we love David so much. And this is David's first time in America. His first time in America. 
We drove downtown Houston yesterday with the top down. And he went like this. How tall did you say that building was? They don't have buildings like that. The parking garages in downtown Houston are bigger than the largest buildings in Kampala, Uganda, which is a large city, sprawling city. But anyway, I don't want to take any time. With limited time, I want to give David an opportunity. But would, would you... This is his first opportunity to speak to a church in America. So would you welcome with me, Pastor David, God bless you as you come. Hello, hello, hello. Can I have your seat? I'm so glad to be here. It's such a big opportunity through Levran Larry, and uh, I call our Mama Pat. They've really been a blessing to us. For sure, it's been by God's grace that they've been able to stand with us through all these difficult moments. We thank God that they've been able to join us to this church. I am, can I say right now that I'm not a new member in this church, but I'm part of this church. <laughs> Yesterday I had an opportunity to meet uh, Pastor Goodluck, and I was told uh, I shouldn't call him good luck, I should call him good blessings. <laughs> So, if I call him good blessings, I, I pray you, you take it in good faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I am so glad to be here, all the way from Uganda, uh, Kampala, the capital city. This is my first time in United States of America. Uh, it's very rare for... For a man of God to accept a, a, a person that he has not yet known for long to give him at the podium. Uh, but, uh, Pastor, uh, good blessing. <laughs> or, Pastor, good luck has offered me this pulpit. I am, I am a pastor usually. I don't usually do that for the first time, but... He has a different spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Uh, I have just a few minutes right here to deliver what God has placed in my heart to you today. And I pray that the Spirit of God speaks to you. Uh, anything to do with, uh, with the feeding, anything to do with our ministry, uh, Levron Larry, and... Uh, and part, uh, they have ably said it all. I can't mention it all, but they've really been a good blessing to us. Feeding those children for all these years, uh, it has not been easy. At times they could reach a, a time and say, the money is over, we, we can't get on. 
And then time comes, they say, oh, God has provided. God has provided. So it's been really a good, a good moment uh, to be with, uh, with them. Uh, I'm sorry, little did I know that in my bag, I carried a new King James, new, new, new International Version Bible. I don't know whether you're comfortable with it. But that's what I carried in my bag. I thought at my small in a, uh, um, a new King James Version, but I didn't carry it. So you'll bear with me, uh, Pastor Goodluck. You asked me that, and I told you I had a new King James Version. But when I checked my bag, I'd left it in my, in my bedroom. It's, not, it's now my bedroom. It's no longer. It's now my bedroom. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, I bring in greetings all the way from our set free church, Kampala, Uganda. Uh, my, our church members and all the ministers are much, much aware that I'm here right now ministering. Uh, they are now going to bed to sleep uh, by now. And I thank God so much that I'm, I'm standing before you. Uh, when I was told to come and speak to, to this church, I first asked Larry, in part, what should I talk about? They told me, anything that the Lord lays on your heart. I said, wow, that's good. And I said, I'll do it as the Spirit of the Lord leads me. I greet you all in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, I greet you all in the precious name of our Lord Jesus it's the name of Jesus, not my name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, we are going to, to do some, some preaching. At some point, we're going to do some teaching. And the, Lord, the name of the Lord will be praised. Uh, we, uh, the Lord has laid on my heart to speak to you uh, about, about um, uh, maintaining our our maintaining our vision. Each one of us has a vision. The moment you, you came to the Lord Jesus, your life was changed and you're given a task. Each one of us has a vision. I have a vision. Pastor Goodluck has a vision. The wife has a vision. Everybody that is in the body of Christ has a vision. And the Lord laid it on my heart to share with you uh, how can we maintain that vision that we have been called into to serve in our various positions where we've been positioned. Hallelujah. Each year that comes... There are a lot of things that we promise God that we are going to do. <laughs> are you with me? <laughs> Each year that comes, there is a lot of programs that we lay down and we say, this year, this is what I am going to do. And in most cases, we find ourselves... After speaking and laying down all these programs, we find ourselves either we've done, out of 100, we've done either 30% of 
and the other 70%, 70% is not touched on, or it's not done at all. But today the Lord lays it on my heart to share with you some of the, some of the things that will maintain you to have that vision, that focus on going and to the year ends until you come to the point where you can even evaluate yourself and say, and look behind and say, for sure, Ebenezer, that's thus far the Lord has done it. I've been able to do it, not by man or by power, but by the Spirit of the living God. The Lord commands to examine ourselves. Each year that passes, there is a need for you to evaluate yourself. How have I done it? Have I pleased God? Or have I done it the way the Lord wants me to do it? Or have done it my way? Have I been able to do it and pleased God? Or have I been able to do it to please men? It's a time that we need to regain our spiritual goals. It's a time to regain our spiritual focus and develop a deeper commitment, a deeper, commi- a deeper commitment, walk with our God. In all our visions that we lay down, we face a lot of challenges. It can be physical challenge, it can be, it can be, a, it can be a material challenge that obstructs you to fulfill the vision that the Lord has laid on your heart. And it starts, as I've told you, it starts with self-examination and taking a spiritual inventory and if you can be able to do that and you're able to to examine yourself then you are on the right path to your vision then you're on the right path to stand and tell God Lord I have been faithful to the task that you've entrusted unto me. Number one. Before we get to number one. Now, a vision is the ability to see the area that you can see from a particular position. Let me say it again. A vision is ability to see the area that you can see from a particular position position. As I've told you, everybody and each of us, we have been positioned. Each one of us, regardless of the rest, regardless of the color, regardless of the educational background, each one of us, we have been positioned. And each one of us has, has a position in the body of Christ. 
One of the things that will keep you, that will keep your vision, that will maintain you have a very good spiritual focus. Number one is draw close to God. Number one, drawing closer to God. It's another thing to talk about God and it's another thing to draw nigh to God. To draw closer, closer. If you drawing closer to a person, it means what he feels is what you feel. If you drawing closer to a person, it means you are not apart, but you're together. Hallelujah. This is one of the primary ways how to maintain your spiritual focus. Now, in the book of James, chapter 4, verses 8 up to 10. Chapter 4, James chapter 4, verses 8 to 10. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. He will lift you up. I want us to get a little bit, a little bit deeper here. Now, I cannot lift you up if I'm not closer to you. But I can lift you up if I'm closer to you. That one means that in your, in your positioning and in your vision to God, the, the more you draw closer to God, the more you become enlightened of your vision, that's when the Lord lifts you up. The Lord will never lift you up if you're far. The Lord lifts you up when you're closer. And after He has lifted you up, your vision becomes visible. You begin to see your vision. You begin to maintain your vision in Christ Jesus. You begin to position yourself. You begin to see yourself a new person Again, you begin, to, you begin to value the vision that the Lord has given to you. It says, be, it says, be afflicted and mourn and weep, and let your laughter be turned to mourning, and let, joy, and let your joy, and, and let, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. You cannot humble yourself out of the sight of the Lord. Whenever you are closer to God, the more humble you become. The closer to God, the more humility you become. 
And the more you begin to see clearly the vision that the Lord has given to you. Praise the Lord. We have so many people that have, have visions. But in actual sense, at the end of that task that the Lord has entrusted you with, you cannot even evaluate yourself how much you've done for the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We afflict and humble ourselves through fasting. A sure way to slow down all God's people. Physically, we can survive for only several days without, without water and without other elements. The more you draw to God in prayers and fasting, it helps you overcome human nature. You know, so many people in our country, they fast when they've got into trouble. When he knows that trouble is on my way, that's when he will be able to say, let me go in the presence of God and seek his face. <laughs> that shouldn't be the way to go. We can do fasting to overcome our human nature. You know, at times the nature can overpower your spirit if you if you're so much in your human nature. And it will cover your it will cover your the spirit will not be operating where there is a lot of canarity. But when you draw closer to God in fasting, when you draw closer to God and leave out your human strength and get into your spiritual strength, let me tell you, that one will confirm to you that you're drawing closer to God and it will affirm and it will make it will it will it will affirm and maintain your spiritual focus that the Lord has positioned you where you are. Praise the Lord. Fasting will make sure that it puts your body down and your spirit man will rise up. And once you know, you know, God doesn't want to speak to our, to our human nature. God wants to speak to our spirits. He is connected to our spirits. And that's the person that He wants to closer to. And what makes you closer to God is through prayers and fasting is what will draw closer, unite to God. Before Jesus got into the task that his father had given him, he went to fast for 40 days. He made sure he came closer to his father. He made sure that in those 40 days, there was no food, there was no drinks, and 
He made sure he went through what would go through. He put on the body that we have. The body that we have, what we go through, is what Jesus went through. There is nothing new to him that we go through. And he fasted for 40 days, and after fasting for 40 days, with this understanding, he became closer to his father. Drawing to God, that one meant that he was maintaining his vision when he came on earth. His vision was to save mankind. Hello? Are you there? (laughs) I thought you're not there. (laughs) Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. He made sure that he went and he came on earth and fasted for 40 days. That one made him draw closer to his father. That one enabled him to see clearly the vision that he had for mankind. To save us from sin. To save us from all heaviness and from all distractions of our nature bodies. Hallelujah. Now, when we remove the dominant fleshy desires through fasting, we gain the spiritual understanding. Through fasting we can gain spiritual strength to bring our thoughts under control. Do you want to bring your thoughts under control? It's not physically. Do you want to bring them down? Then get into prayers and fasting. That will draw you closer to God. Whenever you have a vision and you're not able to come closer to God, it means your vision is your is your personal vision, but it's not a kingdom vision. But the moment you come closer to God, it means this is not your personal vision, but it's a kingdom vision that God has put inside of you, that God has entrusted you with. Hallelujah. One of the other things that will maintain your spiritual focus, your vision, is evaluating yourself. Have you ever sat down after the whole year has ended? Now we are almost ending the year. Is it true? How many months do we have to end the year? We have a few months to end the year. Can you sit somewhere? And you begin to evaluate yourself. Not a person evaluating you, but you sit down and evaluate yourself. And begin to say, January, this is what I did to God. Oh, praise the Lord. I was able to accomplish this for the glory of God. When I came around April, this is what I did. If you're not able to evaluate yourself, then... Something must be wrong with your vision. Hello? Hello? 
if you are not able to sit down and evaluate yourself. And speak to your, your life and say, this is what I've been able to do. If you've never done that in life, then better know that you don't have any vision. But if you're able to sit in your living room, and you're able to sit before the presence of God, and begin to tell Him, Lord, I've not been able to do this, I've been able to do this, Lord, just help me, I'll be able to do this, I just ask for your forgiveness, I've not been able to accomplish this, then you're beginning to do self-evaluation. You begin to tell, you begin to tell yourself that Lord, I've been, I have betrayed you, I've not done what I was supposed to do. If you're not able to do that, then know you don't have a vision. And you know what the Bible says? Where there is no vision. Do you know that we have so many people who are perishing in the kingdom of God because of lack of vision? Leave alone the people who are outside. Leave alone the people who are not in the body of Christ. But we are talking about people who are in the body of Christ, but they lack vision. They lack vision. They don't have vision. And as a matter of fact, they are perishing in the kingdom of God. They are nowhere to be seen. You try to look for them, they are nowhere to be seen because they lack vision. They lack what to do. They are not in any position. But today, in the name of our Lord Jesus, I pray that as we aim today, you'll be able to have a position in our Lord Jesus. You'll be able to position yourself again. You'll be able to position yourself for that vision. You'll be able to renew your vision with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, you can zoom yourself. Zoom inside and zoom outside. Can you zoom your life right now and see what you've not done and what you've done since the year began? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Can you ask yourself this question? Am I fulfilling am I full am I am I fulfilling my calling? As you begin to, val- to evaluate yourself, you begin to ask yourself question. Am I fulfilling my calling? Am I serving my family as God commands me? Do I honor God in my work? Do I produce spiritual fruits? Do my goals harmonize with God's plans for my life? Those are the questions that you ask yourself when you begin to evaluate yourself. Not even in the presence of Pastor Goodluck. No. Not in the presence of any servant of God. But you yourself as a man and a woman of God. You as a person who has been called by God, you go 
in His presence one by one, you and God alone, and you begin to ask Him all these questions. Do I honor God in my work? Do I produce the spiritual fruits? You remember each one of us, we have spiritual fruits? Do you know that each one of us has spiritual gifts? Praise the Lord. Do you know that the day you came to this family, I am glad and I'm so proud to be part of this family, the family of our Lord Jesus Christ. There has no, there has no segregations in the races and in, praise the Lord, praise Jesus. It has no segregation. With the blood of Jesus Christ, we are all one. We are not divided. Through the blood of Jesus, there is no division. We speak one language. Through the blood of Jesus, we walk the same walk. We talk the same talk. Oh, the blood of Jesus is powerful. I thank God so much that we've been able to partake of His blood today. Hallelujah. So if you're not able to ask yourself these questions, or if you've never at all sat down somewhere in a corner and asked yourself these questions, then your vision has a question. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody in this house? If you cannot, if you're unable to ask yourself this question, then you must quit. Oh, my time is getting out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number three. Put God first. If you want to maintain your vision, put God first. Matthew 22, verse 37. Hallelujah. This is the greatest commandment that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your entire mind. Some people love the Lord only with their minds and their hearts are far. They think about Him. But the Lord speaks to us today and tells us that we should love Him with all our hearts, with all our souls, and with the entire mind. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all the things will be added unto you. Put God first if you're going to maintain your spirit, your, 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 if you're going to maintain your vision. God first. In everything you do, God should be the first. In your family, God should be the first. In your place of work, God should be the first. In this vision, you're not the first, but God is the first. Before you get there, God is already there. Before you do anything, God has already done it for you. Before you think of anything, you think about God. And your strength is not for you, but is by God. 
Hallelujah. In addition, obedience to God shows that we put Him first in our lives. Obedience keeps us in harmony with His ways of life. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are grievous. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If we regularly reflect on what on the great God and the value He has added to our lives will remain in our spiritual visions. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And the other thing, as I, as I, as, as I run, as I, as I wind up, the other thing is supporting God's work. If you have a vision, you'll be able to support the work of God. If you have a vision and you are a woman and a man of God, you're a servant of God, you'll be able to support the work of God if you have a vision. If you're not able to support the work of God, then inside of you, you don't have a vision. But if you are able to support this work of God, then there is an element, there is a substance of vision inside of you. Because you know about it. It's part of you. You are part of it. It's inside of you. Praise the Lord. So if you are able to support the work of God, imagine you're making a difference in the world where people, where people are hopeless, where people are desperate, where people do not have even their, they don't have even a future. Imagine you can put, you can, imagine you can put a difference there. You can imagine. My sister, my beloved sister, my beloved brother, you can imagine you're putting a difference in the life of somebody. You're supporting the work. I was telling the people in, back in church that if somebody is not able to support the work of God, then he is visionless. But if somebody is able to support the work, then he has that pain. He's attached to that vision. Praise the Lord. The Bible says where your heart, where your treasures are. <laughs> That's where your heart is. So if you, your heart is not in the things of God, in supporting the work of God, then you have no treasures. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Where your heart is, that's where your treasures are. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 up to 21. Jesus said, Lay, lay not up your soul's treasures on earth. Where moth and rust does not does corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal, and lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust does corrupt, and where thieves do not break through or steal. For where your treasure is, 
there will your heart also. <laughs> Hallelujah. Where my heart, if my heart is here, I'll put all my treasures here. If my heart is here, I'll make sure all my treasures are in heaven. You know, we pile lots of things on earth, we pile lots of riches, but in the end, we are going to leave them here. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the bitter truth. We are going to leave them here, and we are, each one of us, we are going to face our Father. We are going to stand before Him. Is somebody with me? Hallelujah. So the better is if we store our treasures in heaven. By supporting God's work, you're piling your treasures in heaven. You're putting all your riches in heaven. They are not on earth. It will be little on earth, but much in heaven. Better have little on earth. But have much, have much in heaven. Am I speaking to somebody? So many people pile a lot of things here. And they don't support God's work. They pile a lot of things and get pleasures. And get, and get that kind of uh, the happiness and all that kind of thing. But when you get into... Their spiritual stores are empty. There is nothing at all. But yet on earth you have lots of things. I'm here to tell you in the name of the Lord Jesus. That better we pile everything in heaven. By supporting the work of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Today we must begin to pile our treasures in heaven, not on earth. Today we begin to pile our riches in heaven, not in a place where, where there is rust, where there are animals, where there are cockroaches, where there are animals that can destroy them. Let's put them in heaven. And the name of the Lord we greatly praised. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The other thing is loving our spiritual, loving our spiritual and physical families. If you have a vision, if you want to maintain your vision, if you want to maintain your spiritual focus, you must love our spiritual. We must love our spiritual and our physical families. They are the ones that will be able to to make sure that our vision run. Am I speaking to somebody with a vision? Am I speaking to somebody that knows the year is coming to an end? God is demanding for you to begin evaluate yourself. Yeah, He's demanding it. Hallelujah. Serving others is a high calling. Serving other people is a high calling. We must serve others because Jesus served us. We are all servants. None of us is a boss. Is that new? <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
None of us is a boss. All of us, we are servants of the Most High God. And if we are servants, then we have a higher calling. It's not a simple calling, my brother. It's not a low calling. It's not a cheaper calling. It's a higher calling. Hallelujah. And we have more opportunity to serve than ever before in the history. Mm. We have that opportunity to serve than ever before in history. Somebody said these words. That one man came on earth and was able to change the entire earth. During his days of ministry on earth. One person. But we have billions of Christians. We have millions and millions. Should be billions of Christians. But we have not yet touched the ends of the earth as Jesus did. We'll be able to do that by maintaining our spiritual focus. Our spiritual vision. To be able to touch the ends of the earth. Now, loving others require action. Love is going out concern for others. It's not for your soul. It goes out for others. But some people, it's for theirs. Theirs. It's mine. It's mine. If it is yours, then you lack a vision. But if it is for others, a vision is not for you. It's for others. God has entrusted it to you. It's not yours. It's for others to benefit. That's why it's not good to sit on it. That's why it's not good to make it, it's not good to make it adamant without doing anything. Therefore, if it's not doing anything, others are hurting. Others are not seeing anything out of it. But if it's able to benefit others, then it's not your personal, but it's for other people. A vision is to benefit people. It's not for any individual gain. This vision here, it's benefiting a lot of people. Hmm. Yes, it is. But you can imagine if somebody sat on it and said, No, I will not go. It's mine. I cannot share it with any other person. You can imagine how many souls will be dead by now. You can imagine how many people will be wonder where to go and where to fellowship and where to worship God. But because it is not his, it is for people. God uses him as a vessel. God uses him as, as, a, as a channel to air out this vision so that other people benefit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Providing a meal, listening to others in crisis, speaking encouraging words, or simply sending a card a ways we can express love to brethren and families. Mm. Hello? You're doing now your vision. You're maintaining it by doing that. Praise the Lord. Uh, the other issue I am finishing up with, I'm sorry. If you want your vision to, to maintain your vision, have a Bible study. Personal Bible study. Not a congregational Bible study, but a heart. 
to heart with God Bible study. Hello? Hello? A heart-to-heart Bible study after realizing, after being called, we realize the lack of true knowledge in the world. We realize that people are being destroyed for lack of proper physical and spiritual knowledge. That's how people perish. They lack spiritual and physical knowledge. But the moment you engage yourself with God, you begin to study the Word. You begin to eat the Word. You begin to get deeper and deeper in the Word. The more you begin to get closer to God. The more you begin to realize that for sure I have a burden for the people. I have a vision from God. It's not my vision, but it's the vision, of, the vision to benefit other people. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus said it is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profiteth nothing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Then the other thing is seek God. Seek God. Plan to plan to involve yourself in the intense self-examination after the Passover. Let there be an examination after the Passover. After the year has gone, examine yourself. Have I been able to do it in the way God requires me to do? Have I been able to, to seek the will of God for my life? Have I been able to, to ask God for more of His Spirit, the power to patiently endure the power of meekness and humility, the power to focus until you attain the goal of eternal life. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us to be able to maintain our visions. If you're not able to see where you're going, then you're still in your carnality. But if you're able to see where you're going, then your vision is clear. I pray that we begin to evaluate ourselves. Begin this time before the year ends. Begin to evaluate yourself. Have I been able, lady? Have I been Have I been able to do it or have not done it? How many souls have I brought to the kingdom of God? How many people have I served? Is my vision dead or it's awakened? I pray. That your vision awakens in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that you get back to your position where you used to be, that you no longer is, you, that you no longer are. I pray that you get back to that position where God wants you to be. Don't lose your focus, maintain your spiritual focus. It's not my name that will praise, but the name of the Lord will be praised. Everybody will see you and say, 
for sure he serves a living God. Everybody will be able to say that this man and the woman has a vision. How will people know that you have a vision? It will automatically show. You don't have to sing for it. You don't have to advertise it. You don't have to tell other people about it, but it will be evidently be seen that this person, this woman, has a call of God on himself. Inside of him, there is something bubbling. There is something hitting for the kingdom of God. If you, can, if you are able to take a card, if you are able to do anything, to invite somebody for this service, if you are able to stand aside and speak the word of God boldly, then you are maintaining your vision. You are not out of it. I want you to ask yourself a question. Are you maintaining that spiritual vision or you are out of it? Let's bow down our heads. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you. We worship you. We thank you that you you are able to keep us in this position, not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I am the Lord has made you see. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you. Let me request you to stand up on your feet. You might be in the congregation and you've lost focus of your vision. I want us to join our faith in these few minutes, just two minutes or three minutes before I leave this place. The Lord is able to lead you and guide you and fulfill the task that he has given unto you. You can raise your hands in the congregation if you're there and we pray together. If you're there. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. You see those hands surrendered unto you. I pray, the Lord, you hearken unto their cry and their voices, Lord, as they pray unto you to get back to their positions. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray 
that you widen their understanding, widen their division so that they're able to see, so that they're able to get from where they're tied, from where they, they, they can't get away. I pray in the name of Jesus that they're able to get out of that hook of the devil who does not want them to get forth and serve you and serve your people because they are called servants but they are not called bosses. Pray in the name of Jesus. They will be able to realize. They will be able to draw closer to you. They will be able to seek you. They will be able, Lord, to they will be able to study the word. They will be able to put down their flesh and seek you for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you and we thank you. Come on, give God a very big hand clap, a big hand of applause as we thank Him. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. In the name of our Lord Jesus.